Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm Kay Drama Jen. And I'm Carrie the Mockne. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we re- release exclusively for our patrons, and our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server. It's the place where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. We're currently group watching the drama Signal, so if you're interested in this, please be sure to join our Patreon. The link is in our show notes. All right. So we are going to be chatting about the drama Black Knight that features Kim Bin. And let's begin with just kind of a recap of the plot. So, in 2071, toxic air pollution has devastated the world, leaving only 1% of the population alive. People rarely leave their homes without gas masks, and delivery drivers, known as knights, protect and deliver packages. One legendary knight, 5'8", that's cute. Meets a young <laughs> refugee named Sawal who dreams of becoming a knight, played by Kang Yusa. With the help of Sol A, an officer in the see, I got them confused. Mm-hmm. An officer in the Defense Intelligence Command, Knight 58, trains and mentors <laughs> Sawal, helping him achieve his dream <clears throat> in a dangerous and harsh world. Guys, okay. These are like super souped up, like UPS guys. I mean, (laughs) they, but, but so bad donkey, like, well, we'll just have to talk because can we just talk about Kim Bin and all of his like slow walks and his, (laughs) his big delivery jacket looking thing? Like I, I'm all about like a man in uniform for whatever reason, like that just is swoony. There's something about his like big puffy jacket thing that I was like, ooh, wow. <laughs> yes. So, okay, let's start with. I think that why. goes well with the first question. Yes. <laughs> let's start with why did we start watching this drama is in this drama. And I haven't seen him because I did not see our blues, even though Drama Geek has brought it up 537,000 times. Um, So I haven't seen him since he's been like back other than in the movie that I watched on the airplane. Um, Now I cannot remember the name of it. Drama Geek will remember it though. Um, You know. Yes, of course. I I was like, remember? Oh, Alienoid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Okay, fine. (laughs) Carry the Machne, remember? Yeah, (laughs) Alienoid. Sorry, yes, Alienoid. I loved him in that and all his iterations. Mm. He is so fine. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I know that's shallow, but yeah, that's totally why I'm watching this drama and why I started it. Kim (laughs) Ubin. Kim (laughs) Ubin. Same. I, I don't, up until watching it I didn't even really know exactly what it was about I just knew that okay so he's a delivery driver it looks like the air is bad and he's in a a really cool looking outfits and he's gonna do action I'm in like (laughs) what more what more do you want and I have to say his character in our blues yes I have to bring it up it's probably (laughs) the exact opposite 
of everything that he is in this drama. So, you know, if you're looking for something a little softer than uh, a delivery driver who tries to save the world and overthrow the government. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Anyway, yes, that's why I started watching. Oh, same, same, same. Kim Woo-bin and his eyebrows. That's why I was there. <laughs> but this I mean, is I, not setting us up well. If none of us were like, doesn't cover his eyebrows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're here for the plot. Nope. We're here for no, the no, I was in it for Kim Woo-bin. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you wanted to be, if I was going to be altruistic, I would say to support him as he comes back from his cancer diagnosis and stuff. But no, I was just in it because Kim Woo-bin. Yeah. All right. So aside from him, what do we think of the setup, the comet, the pollution, the people living underground and the polluted surface? I, I think that it all for me personally, it's all very uh, common, like po- post-apocalyptic type setup and everything. Um, I, I, I liked the idea of, especially after the pandemic, that the real heroes of the society were the people yes. bringing you your stuff. <laughs> true. <laughs> so uh-huh. true. And that they have to fight off because it's not just that they're bringing stuff. They're having to fight off people that might want to steal it. So they have to be like the, the warriors of society to get you your package. Instacart <laughs> soldiers. You know, Instacart like... <laughs> soldiers. So really that is like, the focus i think that if if you're looking at the plot and all that kind of stuff like that's the kind of what sets it apart or makes it different and also makes it because again what we've just experienced in a much lower risk for the you know although i mean ups (laughs) fedex delivery drivers (laughs) do have to to kind of go through a lot i've watched tons of videos on the ice freeze that happened in uh, somewhere on the East Coast where it was like their, everybody's houses were encased in ice. Yeah, that's and like where I live, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watching the delivery drivers try to make stuff and then they were actually being like given tickets and stuff. You know, you you have to stay inside because it's too dangerous, but they were still out there trying to make deliveries. So to bring it back, that I think is kind of what sets this apart from any of your other like something happened and now people are having to live underground or in the bad, the air is bad and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's what really sets it apart is the whole aspect of people having to be good with guns, their fists and really amazing drivers to become the delivery driver. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a love letter to your Amazon delivery driver. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, and that's what Jen was saying. That yeah. the Korean title isn't Black Knight. It's the, te- it's deliver- I can't even, it's like yeah, UPS I can't guy. say that, right. You, it's, it's like, like delivery, delivery guy. Package yeah. <laughs> delivery person, like, cause it's package te- pick or whatever. Yeah. I, sorry, I can't, mm-hmm. I, but that <laughs> part of it, like, that's what the title is in Korean is like, hey, delivery driver. <laughs> yeah. My friend and usually that might be like UPS guy, you know, yeah. she's like, you know, basically <laughs> like, delivery driver. Kim Bin makes an amazing UPS driver. Oh, I would man. accept a package if he was delivering it. To <laughs> I'm <my> signing. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, can I also say I appreciate 
uh-huh. that this time around, post-apocalyptic though it may be, it wasn't a war this time. It was a comet that hit the Earth. That's right. Oh, yeah. I, nice. I, I do appreciate that. I won't say it's fresh, but I like that it's a different. Typical dystopian kind of setup, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to say that just a little I was bit say, If you didn't hear that, she said Kim yeah. Rubin for like the 15th time. <laughs> Kim <laughs> uh, Come right. on, deliver something to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Besides Kim Woo Bin, uh, what was it about episode one that made us push play on episode two? <laughs> <laughs> that was a challenge for for K drama Jen. Besides um, Kim Woo Bin. Uh, yes. Man, besides I... Kim Woo Bin. Okay. So for me, um, I kind of did want to see the setup because, you know, we got introduced to the kid who kept rolling into his sister's apartment instead of using the front door. And we have these, just the pollution and everything. Like, you know, you got your class division with the refugees living on the surface and then your middle class that are kind of underground and then the upper class that's way underground and they don't even have to wear masks because, you know, they've got air just for free down there. So... I don't know. It was kind of an interesting setup, but then it's also the fact that the cliffhanger that episode one ended on was yeah. so huge. And I was just like, crap, I gotta see what's going on next. And so that was, I mean, well-played drama for making me push up play on episode two after I wasn't entirely certain that I was going to be in it. And then I was like, okay, I have to see what's so, going to happen. For me, as much as I really like you move in. <laughs> I was ready to abandon this. And I got almost to the end of episode one. And I was like, I'm out. I just, it's just whatever. It wasn't really pulling me in. I was just kind of, eh. and then oh, my fangirls were like, you need to watch till the end of episode one. And I was like, oh, fine. And then I was like, whoa, wait, what? And then I pushed the button to watch episode two and then i kept watching so um it's all because of peer pressure that's why i pushed episode two a hundred percent even kim woo bin could not drag me towards pushing play it was all about my fangirls my fellow fangirls so and i finished episode one and i i needed to know because so the kid that plays or the guy that plays the kid, the kid, he I don't know that I've seen him in a lot, but one of the first things I ever saw him when in was was it light on me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was just so sweet and endearing in that. And so the end of without spoilers, the end of episode one, I was like, wait, what? He was wasn't he isn't he big part of the drama? So I had to figure out if he was actually a big part of the drama or not. So that's why I pressed play on episode two. Fair enough. Spoilers start here. Before we forget, we need to talk about my absolute favorite (laughs) thing to talk about with every drama. It is cinematography. As you know, I am the resident expert. (laughs) Okay. So listen, I just have to say, Oh my gosh, Kim Woo Bin looked amazing. <laughs> with, 
the way that the like especially when he did his slow walks and like threw something behind him and everything like blew up and he's walking and like I'm I'm assuming that's like directing and cinematography blah 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 stuff but wow like that was awesome and just I mean it's like this dystopian drama so there have to be like some of those like long shots that show like you know the dusty kind of rolling in and um just the you know humanity sort of like like the big amounts of crowds of refugees and all of that like I think they did a nice job of that but um Kimu Bin with the backlighting <laughs> and the slow walk totally my favorite part now so somebody I, who might know a little more about that kind of stuff can can now chime in <laughs> I think they do a really good job. One of the biggest themes in any of these types of dramas is always the um, the people who have, whether it's money or if the society doesn't really run on money anymore, but like they have what whatever is in in demand. And the difference in the the aesthetic between like the people underground, they get their fake sky and mountains and all that kind of stuff and then the people on top where the everything is dusty and you can barely see you know everything that's going on and you have to wear your masks all the time so you can't see each other that well you can't see um the you know uh the any of the mountains or anything far out like everything's destroyed so all the buildings and all of that stuff are all destroyed i would say that a lot of those sets or a lot of the images felt very much like a lot of the other stuff that we've seen before um Mm -hmm. but i still think that they did a really good job of kind of establishing even the i know there was jokes going on around like they can't decorate their little pods or whatever (laughs) um which i mean i to me they look like they were like metal so i guess for me i feel like other than like painting on them or whatever there's probably not going to be a lot of stuff hung up but I also think that they do a good job of like making the um the entertainment or whatever it that you're looking at to get you out of like that effect you live in a little pot is computer stuff like AI so Mm -hmm. I think that that again those little touches or even the and it's not necessarily cinematography but like just for characters um stuff because they're all like the delivery drivers are all in black they've always got their masks on you can't really see them that well then you've got the military they're all in their military uniforms as well so everything's kind of uniform and you've got the refugees and then the people down below are the only ones that really kind of make you think of present day suits and slicked back hair and look clean skin where it doesn't look freckled and damaged and like the that kind of thing so I think that they did a good job of really kind of establishing those different roles and the different looks of things and all of that kind of stuff so I think the aesthetic fit the story um, and they did a pretty good job and I have to agree like they I'll say that this drama does not break any new ground whatsoever and part of that would be because of the episode count but they, so they had to use shorthand, like you said, you know, the surface world is dirty and therefore it's all the lower class and then everything gets better the the more money you have, essentially. Mm. And so they portrayed that really well. And I also have to agree with K-Drama Jen that Kim Woo-bin walking away from an explosion <laughs> was really, really well filmed. Right. Yeah. 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 
I actually read an interview with Kim Woo-bin. I guess they recorded this in 2020 or 2021 when masks mandate mask mandates were still in. So they were mm-hmm. wearing masks under those masks. He's like, we just had water dripping out from underneath and everything. I'm like, oh, that sounds miserable. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they they definitely got the po- post-apocalyptic feel of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because this is based on uh, a different source material that was started in like 2016 or something or whatever. So like even the delivery drivers and the masks and all that kind of stuff, that's it doesn't that didn't come out of like the whole pandemic idea that was beforehand. Mm. So that's interesting. Although it, it that makes me sad that they had to be like double masked up and everything. Yeah. But I also want to protect my Kim Woo bin. So you know everybody wear your masks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so sure. this for anybody who has any like how deep it gets or who should be watching this or any of that kind of stuff. Like this is an action movie over six episodes. <laughs> yes. Plain mm-hmm. and simple is an action movie. It has a lot of cool, like one of my favorite scenes is so he, the, um, Saul refugee 34, he wants to become a delivery driver. And part of the, like, if you're a refugee, you don't have a barcode on your hand, so you can't buy the oxygen that you need. You can't buy food. You, you like, you pretty much have to like fend for yourself. And so for them to be able to get a barcode and be able to move up in, in have a house and all that kind of stuff, that's the, that's the only way they can do that. So that's his goal. And so he ends up with the help of his, uh, of Kim Woo Bin's character five, eight. And I wish I could say his name in Korean properly. I should have written it down out because it sounds so much better in Korean than five, eight, (laughs) (laughs) whatever his name is, it sounds cooler the other way. But so he, um, gets into the, you know, like the, to become the delivery driver, they have to go through, they have to fight each other and whoever comes out on top and then they have to uh, drive their car and get the package to the, the, you know, to the finish line. And that scene alone, if you, you know, if you love the fast and the furious uh, movies, which I have actually never seen one of those, the 20 (laughs) or so that are out, but I still, I love a good action movie with fight scenes and car chases and all that kind of stuff. And so like the, in the sand, uh, fighting each other, having, um, people come and like shooting at them and all that kind of stuff. Like it's that those scenes are really well done. I felt, and he's in this little car, I don't know, but like, so the, but they eventually get into the, the, the big trucks. And that was the other part of the aesthetic that I didn't mention is like them driving their big trucks, the d- lots of different scenes from above seeing their, their trucks going in one direction or the other was, I thought was kind of cool mm-hmm. looking, but so I felt that the fight scenes, the, uh, the, whether it's Kim Ubin coming out and fighting the guys, which is always, I like watching, but I also felt like the, the more, um, uh, we call it amateur ones with the younger character, um, refugee 34 or say, well, like I liked watching his scenes as well. So I found that they were entertaining and especially the cars, the car scenes and stuff like that, that they were, um, cool. And in the, the lead, female lead character, she also gets, um, several scenes where she, she's doing stuff. And then there's another, I don't think we have her listed, but there's a dr- delivery driver that's female that, was really cool too that I liked. 
a lot of her scenes that she was in. So, yeah, four one, she was a good driver too. Yes, yes, I liked the delivery. <laughs> I loved it when Saul he gets to the final round and he's like wait, I just have to drive a straight line. That's all I have to do to deliver this package. And then they release like the ex-cons and all the other problems. And you're like, um, sometimes the straight line is the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked that. I did like that. I didn't necessarily enjoy the the combat itself just because I felt like it was too much focus on that. And I'll talk about my reasons for that later. But le- like his training scenes were like they mm-hmm. were pitching those baseballs at him and they're like yeah. hit them hit them no quit dodging hit them <laughs> it's just like okay this is pretty funny so I liked that and I really loved that Kim Woo Bin was the kind of fighter where he would just walk in and level the guy with one really solid punch I was just mm-hmm. like that that's very efficient it's kind of reminiscent of like Indiana Jones bringing a gun to a sword fight <laughs> and he's the gun yeah so <laughs> So for me, I absolutely love good action in a show. I enjoy a good gunfight or sword fight. In this case, it was gunfight, car chase, delivery truck chase, whatever it is, (laughs) hand-to-hand combat, all of it. Um, And I really thought that that's where this drama did shine, is that they had some really well-choreographed car chases, some really well-choreographed gunfights and hand-to-hand combat. I mean, not to sound like I'm just, you know, repeating myself, but Kim Woo Bin in all of those scenes, like it really was like this kind of tribute to Kim Woo Bin, like everything he was filmed so that he looked amazing, no matter what he was doing. And like you said, like he would just come in and punch a person and knock him out or always, you know, like never missed when he was shooting his gun. I mean, he was. Like he, they made a video game about the delivery man right? Friday, right? Yeah. Like, so clearly, he is a legend. Um, I did not like, and this is, I'm sorry, but this is personal. I did not like that they had him smoking. I know yeah. that it was supposed to be like, I don't know, like a macho kind of like persona kind of thing. Like, oh, he's so bad, donkey. He's going to do that because this is being broadcast to an international audience, and I just. This is post-apocalyptic, post-comet, you know, dust they don't everywhere. Have oxygen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like they're buying oxygen. My lungs were seizing every time I watched that. Um, <laughs> so that's just a side note, just saying anyway, side comment. But for me, I was like, ew, no, don't do that. Oh, well, I think um, that was one of my first comments to Drama Geek too. It's like they have no oxygen. Why is he smoking? <laughs> exactly. But not okay. So putting that aside, right. the action in the show is great. And we've already talked about his slow walks, the way he looked in his amazing like UPS outfit. It wasn't UPS, I know, but you know, his <laughs> his big delivery man like jacket. Um loved it. Uh, but I thought, actually, I thought this is where the drama really shined, is that there were some really great action scenes. As we've established, Kim Woo Bin is Delivery Man 5-8. And sometimes he feel like, feels like Hong Gildong, who was a character, a historical Korean character who stole from the rich and gave to the poor. Hint, hint, Robin Hood. And sometimes he feels like their leader of a rebellion. Is this a good fit for him? I think we've really covered this. That yes, he, <laughs> yeah. he stepped into this role. And it's not just his looks. He's got the gravitas. He's got, he served the story well well for this role. I think he was an absolute perfect fit for it. And I think visually, 
his build compared to a lot of other Korean actors and stuff, he just has this build that like lends to the, I am the strongest man in the room. And they met like the younger guy that looked up to him. Like mm-hmm. one of his questions when he was having to fight somebody for his end fight to become the delivery guy is, is he as strong as five, eight? And she's like, no, he's not. He's like, good. Then I'm, I've got it. So like <laughs> they've established he's the strong, like when he walks into a room, he's the strongest guy there. And I love that that's like, it was it, very easy to believe. And because of his build and the way he, it's just his presence. He's just one of those people that like, when he walks into the room, you know, like he's there and all eyes are going to go to him. He just has that look about him and feel to him on screen at least. So he was perfect for the role um, for the movie, in my opinion. Agree. I think that this is definitely kind of like wet my appetite, we'll say, so that for like future dramas where like I need to see him in Henbok, I need to see him halfway immersed in a bathtub i need to see him <laughs> in white you know, like, are very popular in, in yes. now so <laughs> i need to see him in a you know royal robes like this that's got to be next because he's real. i mean wielding a sword like that's next so i'd like saguk please can move in please <laughs> I feel like he's gonna be to me at least like uh Edong Wook, which we just did a podcast on. I don't really like Edong Wook in Hambok. I don't think it fits his frame. Like, I don't know. I just don't like, so like- I, Kim Woo Bin is one of those where I'd have to see it to know if I feel like it it would look crawl inside really my head and you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> I all have right, it all, all right. imagined out. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Ooh, okay. Uh, Kang Yusuk uh, played Saul Ref- Refugee 034. How do we think he did? I actually really liked him in this role. I thought um, he was like just watching the emotions kind of flit across his face as he was going through like pain and um, indecision and just like conflict. I really could see a lot of potential for him. I really thought he did a very, very good job. I really liked that he kind of represented the, again, like we've established like the refugees, the only way that they're able to, um, to move forward in society and be able to not have to like scrounge scrounge for things. He really represented all of that, like hope and, um, and younger, like the, like all the other delivery men, like people were seasoned. They had been exposed to the world. They knew how, um, bad it was and, and how like, they pretty much couldn't move past whatever they were doing. It was just like, okay, that this is the way that it is. And he kind of had this like way about it where, and his acting, like he did such a great, like, again, I've only seen him in a couple of things and I really enjoyed him in the, the one that I had seen, but he's, he's going to be another one of those that probably in 2023, 2024, we're going to see him in a lot of things. Cause this really showed that he can show emotion. He can do action scenes and everything. And I I feel like he was kind of that softer, um, 
able to show way more emotions because Kim Woo-bin, yes, he looked really cool walking and he did show, especially when he was watching uh, Sawal like fighting and, and different things, his little smirks and stuff, he would show emotion, but he didn't actually show a ton of emotion throughout the drama. Whereas this uh, Kang Yusuk really was the one that was able to show the big, I would say a lot of the characters that we're going to talk about um, the, uh, the, Isom's character later on, but like I feel like a lot of the characters were just very kind of like the world is bad. We don't get to to cry over things. We don't get to be happy or mad or sad. Like we just have to keep doing our job. And his character was able to kind of show a lot of that emotion. And I really enjoyed his performance. Same. And I was impressed because looking over his list on my drama list, like he has not had a ton of roles and not a ton of main roles. And he carried this really really well mm-hmm. so he he was a good touchstone i think okay so do we feel like he was an essential part of the story and then now we're in the spoiler section so what about his mutant abilities did he, did his fight to be the supreme candidate for becoming the next delivery man feel like a real hero's journey and i for me personally i feel like that was the point is that he may have thought that the end goal was for him to become a hero, but like the reality of once he got there, he realized that the delivery, the delivery man system on the surface wasn't quite what he thought it was going to be. And he hadn't really even thought it through mm-hmm. to, to its completion of like, well, what does it actually mean? Oh, I don't get to see my friends anymore. I don't get to hang out. Like now I'm just sitting in this cubicle thing that has no decoration on the walls and I deliver packages every day. And everything. So I, I feel like that, that part of his journey was to realize that on the, the baseline of their existence was yes, they are the ones that brought the packages to people, but were they really the big heroes that he had made them out to be? And was it really this great end game thing? So I liked that part of it. And then he kind of just towards it and gets sucked into the, the hero plot of them you know, saving the the refugees and everything. So mm-hmm. I don't know that he was the ultimate end hero. But again, I think that was part of what was interesting about his story arc was the realization toward the end of, of that, guess what? They're really not that big of a hero in their current roles and, and, it, and everything. So. Well, except when they have to juggle multiple boxes for one house. Right. When he's got that stack of like four or five, and he's like, he who orders this much? <laughs> they order it all at one. He was yes. a good comic, really, if I didn't, we didn't say that when we were talking about it, but he was also like it, it, the first episode, how many times he fell into their house. That was really funny. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he was, he was really good at the comic relief. He's got good timing. And I think it was interesting because we focus on him so much. Like the focus is almost split between him and Kim Woo Bin throughout the story. And then we realize Kim Woo Bin's the actual hero of the story, but mm-hmm. like Sawwell had the character growth. I don't know. I, it felt a little divided to me. And yeah. then to throw his mutant abilities in there, because they didn't do a whole lot with that. That just means that his dad was a miner down in the oxy whatever mines. And so now he's got metal bones and can heal. And apparently resist gunshots. So they, I don't know. It felt a little messy to me. I liked him as a, as a character and as a person, but I feel like his story kind of got a little muddled because it was almost like they couldn't decide the focus. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It, I totally mm-hmm. agree yeah. with that. 
I, I mean, I'm still asking like, <laughs> wait, what, what about the mutant children? Like, and why were their bones? Like, why did their bones turn to metal? Like, I mean, I, I get like, uh, yeah, pollution, blah, 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 but like, and contamination and I don't know, radioactivity and who knows what else, but like, it's going to turn your bones to metal. And when you get like, I don't know, your skin gets peeled back. We can see that you're made of metal. Like what? <laughs> shiny. Good job. <laughs> I just was like, oh, okay. And also like, so they have mutant abilities. So if your bones are made of metal, that may, would make sense. Like if you're shot, um, that it might resist the gunshot, but like, would it really help you heal better? I don't know. Like, I was just very confused about the whole thing. And, but like, as far as Sawal and his part of the story, I really did like how he showed, like, he kind of had that like dream of becoming a delivery man. And he worked towards that dream, like, even from the very beginning, like, when he was like taking on fights with different groups just so that he could like get better at his hand to hand combat. And, you know, all of the that piece. And it was sort of like kind of this disillusionment when he finally achieved it because you could see like how broken the system was. Um, and then they were discovering things like like that they were purposely repolluting the air. Mm -hmm. So the like, I mean, this was like really awful stuff that the um Chun, what was it, Chun Myung mm -hmm. Chun Myung. or whatever, um, that they were doing. Um, you know, all again, like a big power play. So for Saul, like I liked the idea of that hero's journey where he kind of had different quests, right? Where he had to get through the different stages of, mm -hmm. um, and all in like this, he basically, this was the other thing, sorry, but like it was a tattooed on QR code. Like, mm -hmm. could we, it's 2071. We haven't moved beyond <laughs> QR codes. Like, <laughs> that's what we're going to be using. Uh, uh, nah, I'm sorry. I feel like I have enough issues with, like, trying to, like, get it in the right spot to get on the airplane, you know? Like, have it, like, buzz my phone. I, I just like, need some air. I know. I just feel like, you know, I'm going to have to, like, wash my hand to get a better look of the QR code. I don't know. I just, <laughs> right. I feel like, and also, like, aren't you just setting people up for, like, people chopping off your hand and using your hand? Like, mm -hmm. I just feel like, no, we need a better. Like, they're implanting stuff in the back of people's heads. Like, mm -hmm. we could probably come up with something better. That's all. Anyway, as far <laughs> as Sowell, I did like his character. And I did think that his journey did add to the story. But I do agree with Makane as far as, like, it sort of muddled the focus a little bit. You know, like, I wanted to focus on But um, <laughs> instead, you know, we had this sort of, like, he wanted to be what Kim Woo-bin was. And then when he got there, he's kind of like, oh, what about my friends? Which I actually thought was a great part of the story was all about the friends. Mm -hmm. So let's actually lead into that because we have Grandpa, who's played by Kim Wee-sung. And the three friends, dumb, dummy, and useless. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Clearly those were nicknames and I loved them and they kind of <laughs> lived up to them. <laughs> and <laughs> I liked Grandpa just because, you know, he was clearly the caretaker of the refugees. And you see by the last episode that he actually knew the chairman of Chon Myung, which was the guy who regretted exterminating a whole bunch of refugees before. 
And so he was, yeah, it, that was muddled too. Like there were a lot of conflicting motivations in here and I was frustrated, but grandpa is a scientist and he's trying to track the beginning, the beginnings of the world repairing itself. And we don't get that till the last episode, but he takes care of the refugees. He's elected to stay up top, even though he helped create the entire below ground pyramid and he could have lived down there. And so I loved that. And he was taking care of these three boys who were studying. I don't know what, but they were studying something. They were really proud of themselves for studying while um, Saw Wool was off trying to be a delivery man. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And then, um, I don't know. I just, I liked their rapport. I liked that they figured out like how to trick the delivery trucks into slowing down so that they could go play on them. I mean, you know, in the beginning. The, yeah. How the, mm-hmm. Yeah. And things like that. And so, yeah, they they were a great found family. And they they added to the heart. Like they showed that Sawwell is more the heart of the story than the hero of the story, I think. Hmm. Yes, I I agree with that. I think that he was the heart of the story. Like we we get to see him. I mean, we'll talk in a little bit about um Sola, the major. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Sawol, um, just seeing him with that found family though made me really happy. Like I know that they were just goofy and and they did sort of bring some comic relief um until it wasn't funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Like it was sort of like they provided that comic relief, but then also they kind of brought us back to their reality. Um, and so I really thought that the friends really played a really important role in this drama is that we got to see like, you know, sort of like what day to day life was like for the refugees and that they still had, you know, sort of their own existence that they were um, dealing with and they still had relationships and so on. But then we were laughing with them until we weren't. Um, and so I really thought that they were an important part of the show. I agree. I I feel like, again, I said it earlier, like everybody else, because they are like military or their job is so essential to the survival of humanity, like they're all so serious and they have a goal and, and everything. And then you get to kind of step away from that a little bit with grandpa, who is still like, he still has a goal. He still has, you know, that we see later on of like, he's trying to grow, grow plants and see that the world is repairing itself. So he still has a focus, but they kind of show that the humanity that is still left in the world among all of this other just survival. So I really liked their role. One of the um, character touches that I liked is that grandpa being grandpa age in 19 in 19 in 2071 <laughs> um, would be, he's got a ear, pier- not ear piercing. He's got an eyebrow piercing. So like he would be, that age from the generations now. So it was kind of good. And he was silly in his little glasses and his hair. Like it's actually one of the lightest, which is funny because it's like everything's so serious, but it's one of the lightest roles I've seen him do. Just, he was just kind of a ray of, of love and light to all these people. Cause again, they're refugees, these kids, obviously their parents were probably slaughtered just like, um, the Saywell's character, his parents were. So like, they didn't have anybody to take care of them. And he just kind of brought everybody in and took care of them. And he even had a relationship with Kim Woo Bin's character and everything. So I just, he, they definitely were the, 
the heart, like you said, the heart of, of everything where everything, everybody else was just kind of more serious and had to really just do their job. Mm-hmm. So Isam was major soul ah. So Isam was in like, because this is my first life. And actually most recently I saw her in Kill Soon and her character was so different. Mm-hmm. So this was <laughs> so interesting. So I love her as an actress because she's just so versatile. Like she's just, I've seen her in such a variety of roles. And I just think that she brings something to the role and she's, I don't know, not um, maybe just not the typical K-drama actress. Like I feel like she can play a lot of different kinds of roles because she's so versatile. So uh, Isam plays Major Sola and her sister was killed at the beginning of the story. Um, Carrie the Machne used the term fridged. I didn't know what that meant. So I just changed <laughs> it to killed at the beginning of the story. <laughs> then when I looked it up, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I agree with it because fridged, according to the definition, is that it's truly like a plot device, not necessarily um, like a mean, even meaningful in any particular way. And so I want to say that I do think her role was meaningful. Also, she was the sister that was, she was just in, um, oh goodness, you know, the crash course in romance. Crash course romance. And she was also in Our Blues with Kim Mubin. (laughs) Yeah, remember? I haven't Ah, seen that. (laughs) (laughs) She did fantastic in that. She didn't win an award for it, but yeah. Anyway. So, so (laughs) the major led a small but loyal platoon who were essential to taking down the Chunmyung group. So what did we think of her role and did she feel consistent? Ooh, that's a really good question. I mean, I'm asking it, but I didn't write it. So (laughs) (laughs) So, um, as far as her role, like I actually do think that like, so in the beginning, we see how she's like, um, how, what's his name? Uh, Sawol is like rolling into their apartment or whatever and then we see her physical strength when she takes him on. And I thought that that was really interesting. Like you could see her talent right away. And I thought, okay, that's um, that's an interesting way to kind of establish this character. And then she faces extreme tragedy with uh, the death of her sister. And we see her um, kind of really start thinking about her own role as um, a member of the military and kind of what is her um, duty, her real duty as far as um, is she working for Chun Myung? Is she working for the government and just trying to kind of balance all those things. And so I actually really thought she did a very nice job and I liked her role. I thought that she brought um, kind of that, conscience like with her and so it allowed us to see how she was um yes she was part of the military but she was also starting to question um which you don't see all that often in korean dramas with that have a military focus um because usually they're they're trying to show that they're you know really loyal soldiers and so this was interesting because even her platoon was with her, not necessarily with who would be giving her orders. I thought that was interesting. 
I, I feel like her character was interesting because we see um, how conflicted she was during the original um, when uh, the main character, dude, what does it say? Well, um, mm-hmm. when his parents were killed and they were supposed to go in, she was like just new to being yes. a military officer and she has to go in and she's supposed to kill everybody um, that's still alive. And she chooses to disobey from yeah. the beginning and save him. So that kind of sets you up. If you see at the, even at that level, um, she isn't okay with the decisions that are, she's being told she has to do. So she's already established that she's willing to go outside what the government is telling her she should and shouldn't do. So then once her sister is, is killed again and the fridge thing of like that propels her into like trying to figure out what's going on and why these people are being kidnapped but i think they've already established and some of it was done in flashback so you don't see it till a little bit later but they've already established that like she is willing to go outside of what is being told to her she doesn't follow blindly and then when she finds out that people are being kidnapped then she's like, okay, what is really going on? And she's she's never worked, wanted to work for the the corporation, Changmyong, but she's military. So she's supposed to be working for the government. And in this situation, the government really wasn't <clears throat> the one devising a lot of the, the evil schemes and plots. It was the corporation. So she was questioning them all along. And so I feel like her her character was consistent in that she kept questioning what was going on and going against what was being told of her to do. And ultimately was that person within the government that helped stop them from being overthrown. So like, I feel like her character was important and consistent in that. Again, she just over and over was proving like, I'm going to keep doing what's best for the people, which is an echo of five, eight Kim Woo-bin's character where he's working for the opposite. He's working for the corporation, but he also is seeing all the bad things they're doing. So he then is also is going behind their backs and, and doing things to save the people. And so I think they're kind of a reflection of each other of what they were willing to do uh, against who they were working for to survive. Cause again, if you don't work for those corporations, you don't get the silly <laughs> tattoo on your hand <laughs> and you don't get air. You, you know, yeah. you don't get air, you don't get food. So they both I mean, had to work for these things. And then they ended up like working together to uh, take down what they thought was not right and harming people. So. Agreed. And you're, I like how you put that, that she's a reflection of five, eight. That's a really mm-hmm. good way of putting it. And I'm, when I mentioned that her sister was fridged, it wasn't for mm-hmm. her motivation necessarily, but for Saul Wool, he's the one that actually mm-hmm. carries the necklace with the sister's ashes around in it. And it always annoys me when a female character is killed to provide the hero motivation. Yeah. And so that's why I put it that way, because uh... that is unnecessary and I hate it a lot. Yeah, anyway. I can see that. Yeah. But as for Major Sol, I did like her character. I felt like every time someone would ask her opinion and she was like, well, I'm a soldier. And just how she danced that fine line between mm-hmm. being caught and not, but still being like, tactful is not the right word, but saying the right things to make sure that her people were still safe. I just, I love that. You know, she's a soldier. She doesn't have an opinion. She's not allowed to have an opinion. She's just like, I'm a soldier. And so 
I liked that they teamed up and that she really didn't hesitate to team up with 5-8 because she recognized that they had the same goals. One thing I will say about Isam as the actress, and I've seen some somewhere, I can't remember where it was, probably Discord because that's where I see a lot of things, but of like not thinking she's that great of an actress or not quite sure what she brought to the role. And one of the biggest things I think is a lot of female actresses, um, Korean female actresses just can't pull off a soldier, police officer, um, those roles. It's a little bit harder for me to, to believe and to kind of get into that character because I just don't see the, the, everything that would lead up to them being that, that tough character or being able to like take somebody down. And Mm -hmm. she a hundred percent embodies this role of a sergeant uh, or major, sorry, she's major and an officer and that she is just as bad donkey as anybody in her in, under her. So just wanted to say that, that I felt like she was very convincing as this character in that way. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we get to one of my biggest, uh, not problems necessarily <laughs> of this, of the show and I don't know, uh, I don't, I don't blame the actor Song Seong Kyun was uh, Ryosuk, the psychotic son of the uh, Chung Myun's uh, chairman. So he's the, the son of the, the man who established this whole, like the world they are able to live in underground and all that stuff. So he essentially told his father, I am what you made me. Um, did he feel believable in his role? Did his mystery disease move the plot forward? So his mystery disease, the, um, the, uh, mute mutation, all that stuff. Here's where I feel like when you're adapting something that is, uh, a lot of material, sometimes you might keep things, but not go into the depth that the original material might have, uh, gone into. And I think his character and the mutation character are probably part of the, the, what was missing from this adaptate, the, you know, what we're seeing on screen. He felt very one note to me. I didn't really like, I'm not going to remember him as a bad guy later on down the road. Um, I don't know that the actor really did necessarily like a bad job or anything. I just don't think there was a lot of layers given to him and any scene that he was in, it was just like, okay, so he's, he's, he's there to tell somebody that they need to do something really bad, like blow up a bunch of refugees, which was awful. You know, he was just there to do what he had to do. And I didn't really feel like he, um, he wasn't that interesting of a, of a character to me, even in the scenes with his dad, the actor that plays his dad, sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't. I didn't really think that he was even it that he was that interesting in this drama. I think he just kind of was there to serve the purpose of of the chairman or whatever. So I don't know. This this is definitely where I feel like it was just like meh. Yeah, I think this was probably the weakest part of the story was because we don't, you know, okay, he has a mystery disease, but we need to see at least what it is or what he's afraid of. I mean, he's afraid of dying, but why? Like, what's going to kill him? And so instead of just having him complain that he has this disease that his dad doesn't even realize he's dying, it's like, well, yes, thank you. But why? You know, give me a motivation here. And so I like antagonists that I can feel for. And I didn't feel for him because he's just 
I mean, I use the word, the term psychotic very deliberately because he mm-hmm. has, he's very flat. He's just doing it to do it as far as we can tell. And, to, or to avoid taking, you know, six bags of blood all at once and <laughs> in an attempt to change something. And he feels like the mutant kids are somehow going to fix it. Like, I want it explained. Two sentences, explain what's going on. He felt believable to me and just that he took what was given to him and he did what he needed to do with it. But his Mm -hmm. mystery disease did not work for me. Yep, I absolutely (laughs) agree with that. I think (laughs) so. Okay, Sung Sung Hyun, I actually thought he did fine in this role. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting because he is definitely like a lot of other K-drama actors kind of like look up to him and... um, like I think even Kim Woo Bin was um, interested in. I think I read an inter- an interview where he was like asking him about you know how he keeps in shape and how does he stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. He's forty six years old. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he looked forty six. Like, <laughs> no, right. So I was like, oh okay. Um, and he was one of those you know like he was in Autumn in My Heart way back mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. you know the two thousand early or late two thousands and so on. So. He's had a lot of experience, but like he was sort of held up as one of those like, um, like I don't know, part of the Hallyu movement. You mm-hmm, know, one of the ones mm-hmm, who got that started. Yeah. So anyway, um, in that particular role, I'm fine with what he had to work with, but what he had to work with is what I'm have issue with, which is that yeah, it didn't make any sense. What about his mystery disease and he needed to like capture mutant babies and children and like suck up their blood. And I mean, that was weird. Like it wasn't explained and I want an explanation. Okay. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that leads into, do we think the length of the series, because this was only six episodes, do we think it served the story? And what did we think of the ending? I think, honestly, it was too short because we lacked motivation not only for him, but for 5-8, we got kind of a bare motivation. You know, he wants to save people, but why? Like, what informed that decision? You know, and like, we need more about the mutants. We need more about, there was a lot. I almost feel like this might have been like a fan service drama for people who read the comics. And so the rest of or us for coming in. for people who like Kim Woo-bin. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> so coming into it without that background knowledge, I feel like was actually a disservice. And so, you know, to have to to do that and then just have this very pat ending where the refugees get to move into the free space and they're starting to clear the air because the pollution trucks aren't moving through anymore. Like it just it lacked impact for me. So I think Oddly enough, I think it should have been at least one or two episodes longer just to make more room for more character story. I agree with that. I think, um, actually, I think it could have been done in six episodes because, as you said, you only needed just a little bit. Like, come on, just explain to me about the mutant kids. Like, help me understand this mystery disease. But Mm -hmm. also, in the end, it didn't feel like that was the... Chun Myung's son, like Chibal, like motivation either. It wasn't necessarily that he wanted to preserve his preserve his own life. Um, because when it was all falling apart, he was all about like just taking himself out with everybody. So mm-hmm. I just couldn't get behind the full motivation. I think it probably a couple of more episodes with a little bit tighter story writing 
I don't think just extending the drama would have made the difference, but I want to kind of go back, just, just help them kind of revise, edit a little, like they could bring me in. I will sit right next to Kim <laughs> Woo Bin and we'll make sure that this gets kind of just cleaned up a little. Agreed. Yeah, I, I feel like for me, the one of the only characters that had a growth arc was um, Sawal. Like, I feel like the rest of them, there wasn't a lot of character growth arc or or anything that changed for them. Or I mean, like, and it doesn't always have to be like this huge thing for me. But again, I feel like it was an action movie stretched out over six episodes with some things put pulled into it that didn't have further explanation because we, you know, of the amount of time that we had. So I, I don't know if longer episodes would have made it better. Like you guys said with the editing, I think just focusing on, on different things. And I like a lot of action scenes, but I also think that there were definitely some, um, longer toward the end. I know um, the Magne has got like no, too many bullets later on for one of her comments, <laughs> but like, you know, again, what, what were they trying to accomplish? What things out of the series do they really want to highlight? And did, did that come across? And will this be something where I'm like, I got really attached to any of the characters or any of that stuff. And I would say, I really enjoyed it. But I don't know if I would say it was like this amazing drama. So I think there was room for within the six six episodes to to possibly focus on some other things and it would have made it a little bit better. But I also still enjoyed it. So I don't know. It's Well, that brings us to that next question, which is, would we recommend? Um, And so for me, I'm... If you like Kim Woo Bin, you should just watch it because <laughs> he looks amazing and you get lots of Kim Woo Bin, more Kim Woo Bin um, in like, you know, Kim Woo Bin hand to hand fighting, Kim Woo Bin driving a truck, Kim Woo Bin delivering packages, like Kim Woo Bin <laughs> guns, like Kim Woo Bin I mean, smoking. Yeah, yeah I don't, okay, that one. I don't want that action hero figure, like all the other, fig, you know, action heroes, sure. Um, but other than that, like, um, and there is, you know, it was, I didn't hate it. Like I was like, okay, it was fine. Um, but it's, I I don't know. I mean, I kept watching. Um, (laughs) so, so it was kind of like, yeah, if you like Kim Woo Bin, it's worth a watch, but I wouldn't like, you know, knock anybody down to try to get to the remote or anything like that. (laughs) And I think if people like action movies or just dramas that really focus in on that type of thing, I think that they, it's a quick watch. It's not six hours. Cause I think each episode was like 45 minutes, maybe 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an easy watch to get through. If you, if you like that, like genre and you like that type of thing, I think if you're Kim Mubin, definitely, um, watch that. But I also think that, um, the young actor, like you're going to see him from here on it. Like you're going to see him in things. So I think watching it and being able to kind of see his, one of his first roles where he, he really um, brought people's attention to himself that it would be interesting. So again, if you like action, watch it. If not, you probably won't be uh, satisfied. 
Yeah. And the phrase that I have written down here is too many bullets and not enough emotional payoff. So I I would recommend it, like you said, to people who like action. Mm -hmm. But if you're more in it for the story and character motivations and growth and things like that, nah, this is not the drama for you. You go, if you want more Kim Woo Bin, go watch Alienoid. Or Our Blues. And you don't have to watch (laughs) all of the episodes. You can skip some. And I can tell you which ones to watch that have a lot of him in it. Cause it's a, it's a omnibus, like, like there's each character focus gets every three episodes. So, you know, if you want to see him be swoony romantic guy who lives on Jeju Island, I'm, I'm here for you. All right. I might need to do that. I might need to go watch swoony romantic Kim Woo Bin on Jeju Island. I'm I just might... saying like the first three episodes, a hundred percent, I just almost could not make it through they focus in on a cheating couple and it's just not that great but I also think for for some of the the whole setup of the island and the people's interactions that you might miss out if you don't watch the first three episodes and then there is they deal with teen pregnancy they deal with very very deep depression um on uh uh his Kim Bin's girlfriend which she's not his girlfriend, Shin Mina. She's one of my favorite actresses. So she's an actress all of on her own, but her character is very deeply depressed. So again, her character is kind of hard to watch. So it's not the easiest watch, but if you're looking for something that has a lot of emotional payoff and very character driven, the opposite of this, then our blues is, is your, what you should watch. But on the other hand, like just so people <laughs> understand Netflix, like this is a, like, a lot of people are watching this on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So um, here's the thing. If they came out with the second season, yes, because they left it in a place where there's That's, still possibility of like, I mean, he did well, twitch his finger before it blew up and he is possibly a mutant now because he got <laughs> mutant blood. So, so would if he I sleeps watch long another, enough. So watch it. Would I watch another season where I feel like maybe they'll take some time and flush some things out? I, I, would, I would do that. I would do I that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people that are writing articles about it and things are refers are referring to this as season one finale. Mm-hmm. Like they're mm-hmm. not, you know, so yeah. they're saying like, oh, six episodes for season one. So um, and I would say if this was the first six episodes of a series, I probably wouldn't have hardly any of the complaints that I've laid out there because yeah. for the first six episodes of a series that's 12 episodes long, it doesn't lack a lot of depth because it has six more up ep- you know what I mean like it mm-hmm. so it, if it is just six episodes then okay <laughs> yeah right. but I I don't know the way it, it's laid out I kind of doubt that it's going to because that was a very complete arc yeah we'll so, see we will yep. see thanks for joining us we'd love to hear what you thought about this episode or what you thought about the drama You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say. And we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.